Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits. Relationships, finance, mental health, work. And we aren't sugarcoating anything. No way or way. This is real life, real moms, real advice. And we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, Smart Mamas. Welcome back to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast. Today, we're bringing you a special bonus episode, and we wanted to all get together and talk about recent events, mainly the COVID-19 global pandemic that is happening right now. And we just want to talk about how it's affected us and how we're feeling and actions we're taking to get through this. So we hope this brings you some joy in this crazy world we're living in right now. So let's get to the show. Hey, everyone. This is Lacey with the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast here with Crystal and Ellen. Hey, ladies. Hey, Lacey. Hey, how are you guys? Hopefully we're all staying healthy. We all just wanted to jump on and chat a little bit about the latest topic that's on everyone's mind, the COVID pandemic, and just kind of some of the things that we're doing, some of the experiences that we're having, and we just wanted to come on here in solidarity with all of you out there fighting this good fight together. So here we go. So I know a lot of people have asked me, well, first of all, if you guys hear me cough, I'm I'm sick. I've been sick for about a week. I have not been tested for COVID. They won't test me. I beg to be tested, but I guess there's pretty strict guidelines they're adhering to. And even though you're a healthcare provider up in everyone's airway all day long, you don't qualify unless you have a fever. So I'm hoping that it's not that and my immune system's just fine. And how are you girls? Are you staying well? Yeah, I feel pretty good. I, I got swabbed for the coronavirus because I had exposure to another CRNA, like shook hands, was all up in each other's faces talking all day. And that night she had to take her husband, I guess, to the ER or something. He wasn't feeling well. And he ended up in the ICU with coronavirus and she was home, non-symptomatic with coronavirus. So I had to get tested so that I wouldn't continue, you know, exposing everybody else, including my own family members who are immunocompromised. But my test just came back today. So it took six days and it was negative, but I did test positive for flu A because they also swab you for that when you come, I guess, kind of to differentiate symptoms. And that came back immediately positive, which was weird. And all of the providers are also like, this is so weird because I have no symptoms. Like, I mean, a teeny tiny bit of a sore throat for like a day and I've had this lingering cough, but I also have two kids in daycare. So like, yeah. who knows? I think you're on the tail end of it because you were sick like the week before. I bet you're just like coming out of it when they tested you. Yeah. So I asked them, I said, could it be that like the week or two before that one's Ben and I were like really sick, um, that was the flu. And they're like, yeah, it could be the antibodies from that. But I didn't even think that was that bad. You know, like we were coughing, but neither of us had fevers or anything else. Right. Well, that's kind of where I'm at right now. But um, It was bizarre. Yeah. So how about you, Lacey? 
So far, knock on wood, we're healthy here. We've been adhering to some pretty strict uh, social distancing and really limiting, um, like this all really ramped up about like a week and a half ago when, you know, people started canceling travel plans, people like it was announced that this was a pandemic and all of that. And around that time, my husband went to the grocery store, stocked us up on stuff. Yes, we have enough toilet paper. No, we are not hoarding it. And (laughs) somehow I accidentally prepared us for this because we hit one of those target sales where it's like if you buy like two of the big rolls of toilet paper they give you a ten dollar gift card and then we're not costco members but i went with my mother-in-law like two weeks after that and we just always like buy toilet paper at costco because you get this big pack and it's cheap and so i just bought one of those like out of instinct and then now my husband was like earlier this month going, why do we have so much toilet paper in our basement? (laughs) And now I'm like, see, otherwise we're healthy here, doing our best. I am seven months pregnant. This is absolutely terrifying for me. I'll be honest. I'm doing everything that I can to stay safe at work and stay safe in the community. We're still sending our kids to daycare just because, you know, we are set up financially so that we can weather a storm but we're trying to not make it worse right now because we don't know what's coming. And so we're still sending our kids to daycare because if we didn't send them to daycare, we would still have to pay. And my husband wouldn't be able to work because he works from home. And so then we would have the double financial hit of paying for daycare while losing an income to pay for daycare. So it's definitely a challenge. And I feel for everybody out there who's gone through a lot of changes in the past couple weeks that nobody really saw coming or anticipated. And so how are you ladies doing on the job front? Have your jobs changed at all or are you guys still working? Well, I am blessed to um, work for a large university and our roles have shifted quite a bit. We were, you know, providing anesthesia for total joints, plastics, whatnot. And now We still cover those emergent rooms and add-ons that are true emergencies, but we also are the airway provider for the entire hospital. So we rotate through call 24-7 and and we cover all the intubations, you know, COVID, non-COVID and all of that. So it's a little scary now that we're going to be literally on the front lines of this virus, but my group has really come together and we are super mega prepared, I feel like, and which is nice. So we're not just totally thrown into this. We have an amazing chief and um, I feel like we're really ready. That being said, I'm still really scared. And I don't really know that I know anyone who isn't. I mean, yeah, I will say that it's like the ones that have been deployed there, they have compared this to like the fear of going to war, like going to work every day, which is crazy. But I am unemployed. I have become a stay-at-home mom. How's that <laughs> going for you? <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> this ever in my life. I mean, I don't know how stay-at-home moms do it. I really don't understand. Well, it's pro- and look at like look at us right now. We need to send a picture of us because we are all like hot mess express. I mean, this is just not a good look for anybody. But it's so relatable. Like this is probably what everyone. And I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. This is my like usual look. <laughs> <laughs> you actually don't look bad, Lacey. <laughs> Me and Lacey Ellen, was, though, are kind of a mess. Was it you two who said that you've been preparing for this your whole life because you're such an introvert or something? Was that you? 
No, that wasn't me. I've, said that. I've been social distancing my entire life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for this I've one. seen that meme on Facebook, though. I keep seeing I this meme it. on Facebook come across that's like, I'm going to put on my, you know, evening pajamas or like I'm going to walk <laughs> to my living room. What am I going to wear? Like, that's how I feel. I can't remember if I've been wearing the same clothes for days or if I've eaten today. <laughs> I have no idea what day it is at all. Like, it's so ridiculous. I literally just sat down and did an Insta story and I was like, God, it has been such a long week. And I was like, mm, it's Tuesday. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it Tuesday? I don't even know. It's I think no. It's so weird. I think it's Tuesday. I'm not actually 100% sure, but honestly at this point i it's crazy like does it matter if it's tuesday (laughs) my husband and i was like my how things have changed because when i first had ben who's our second i was like god i would really want to be a stay-at-home mom and he's like you are insane you bring in half of our income you are never going to be a stay-at-home mom like that's crazy and i was bummed and now that i'm a stay-at-home mom and on the outside of the world is COVID. I'm like, oh my God, I never want to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, can you please, for the love of God, just stay home? We do not need your income. We just want you to be healthy. I'm like literally 180. Like, it's crazy how stuff like this brings things into perspective. Like Lacey, we're pretty set up financially to weather the storm, but it's insane. Like I never thought as a CRNA, I would find myself unemployed. Yeah. Never. I know. It's crazy. And so quickly. It was like instant. Like it was overnight. Shutting it was down elective cases. Elective cases. Everything shut down. Like done. Over. Yeah. One of my best friends, her group just electively cut their pay in half. I don't know what determined that. <laughs> it's just, we're going to pay you half of what we were paying you. And you still have to come to work every day and just kind of see where it goes. I mean, it's just crazy. It is crazy. The silver lining, I will say, is some states are starting to. Um, you guys, do you guys both live in opt out states? No. Um, I think I'm in an opt out state. I should have so that better answer. The silver lining, I think I'm finding for a profession with this, is a lot of states who are not opt out have temporarily become opt out to allow CRNAs to function in a role that they are trained for and licensed for and certified for um, without any kind of inhibitions. And I think the silver lining here is it's really going to make people think like, why don't we even opt out? Because so you're telling me that in a crisis situation or in a trauma situation or a war situation, we're good enough, but in a calm elective situation, we're not. So I think it's going to make people think about like how this will change policy moving forward once they see all of this. So that might be the silver lining for our profession, you know? And I think for humanity, the silver lining is like, maybe this is bringing us all back to like the simpler life where you just spend time with your family and disconnect from all the craziness and like go for walks. The amount of people I've seen going for walks together, like as a family and bike rides and stuff in the past few days, I'm like, this is not because it's nice out. Like, let's be honest. It's nice out here all spring, all summer, every year. And I don't see that. I don't. It's true. Well, I think we've all kind of echoed the same sentiment that we're all scared in one way or another. And I found really comforting how people have really come together. I mean, you guys see all these people making masks. And I have a neighbor that has a 3D printer. And Okay, so has- how do you guys feel about the making or sewing of masks because I I don't know I feel 
so many things. I like, mean, for us, why, it's why not going do to help we us. need? Yeah, I was like, it is is not is not going to save my life. But it, like, I understand the like feeling of like we need to mobilize and we need to do something, and this is something that I can do inside my house, and and I get that. But I'm also like, we are supposed to be one of the richest countries in the world. How do we not have? more stuff how are we running out so quickly like i you know i just i feel so many different things like i'm proud to see people like my aunt texted me and was like hey can can i make surgical can i make masks and what material should i use and all of that and i was like that's great but i was like it it's not gonna save me like right. but <laughs> I it's don't know. just that's the just intention I, I it's the intention behind it and i agree that it's not going to help us but we need the n95s and and we can't just you know 3d print one of those but the intention behind people trying to help and they're like literally what can i do anything and just every i feel people have come together just stay home i went to walmart today to pick up my groceries and i was like terrified of the fact that somebody's touching my groceries and putting them in a bag and like i have to take that home i swear my grocery bag i gloved up when i brought all the groceries in kicked everybody out of the kitchen and i bleached all of the things that were boxed and then the produce, I immediately like just threw in wash and washed everything because I'm so creeped out. Meanwhile, Walmart is just full of people walking well, around shopping. Like yeah, I guess frustrating store, but like so irresponsible. I feel bad for all of the like grocery store workers because they're like just they lost their in, job. Well, a lot of them still have their job because they're one of the essential places, but. It's like, like one of my coworkers went through the uh, grocery store line recently and, and asked the like 16-year-old kid who was working, like, how's it going? And the guy was like, well, I've had to pretty much guard this hand sanitizer here with my life because every single person who's come by has tried to take it. Oh and God. then he's like, you know, just getting exposed and touching all of these things and I don't know. I just, I feel so bad for them because it's like, like they don't, they don't get paid enough for this. And I definitely think we're developing a actual sense of what essential means. Like what is essential? You know, we need hospitals, we need uh, grocery stores, we need, you know, food, we need all of these things. We don't need, you know, Hobby Lobby. We don't. We, I love we, Hobby Lobby. But we don't need like, I know, to I'm live. <laughs> I mean, I need it. Chick-fil-A. We need Chick-fil-A. I mean, we really can't yeah, steal we went to We went to have like our night out the one night and Mike and I ordered um, sushi to pick up. So we did that and we're like, let's get the kids Chick-fil-A. Like it'll be a fun, you know, it'll instead of us going out for dinner, it'll be like our date night and like a family. It was a Sunday and they were closed. Oh. That is the worst. That is the worst. My whole life, I was like, you know what? This is unacceptable. Like, why are they closed? (laughs) I know it's religious, but, you know, that's just my needs. My needs. I know. I always need Chick-fil-A when it's Sunday. But have you guys seen there's a lot of companies that are coming out with free subscriptions for healthcare workers, like the meditation app. They're offering free for the next few months for healthcare workers. Probably yeah. keep us all from offing ourselves. Exactly. Some, oh my um, God, I so need this right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to put that link in the show notes, but that's really helpful. And then there's also um, some gyms that are offering virtual yeah. 
classes for healthcare? I have to tell you guys, like I am so impressed with the level of accommodation that so many businesses have gone to. Like my yes. gym. Oh my God, my gym. I go, I'm in New Jersey and I'm in Hamilton and I go to train to be solid or I go to solid fitness and my gym has gone above and beyond. They have created a group online for all of their members. They post daily workouts, like challenges. They do it with you, like live. They, I mean, so much content because I guess they don't want to lose customers, but also they want people to feel engaged because otherwise you're going to get so isolated mm-hmm. that you're going to get depressed. Then you're not going to want to work out. Like it all feeds together. I totally agree that like making this all available to people has been so amazing. I'm loving, first of all, I'm aware that Lacey, you're pregnant, but like Crystal, I'm treating this as my virtual happy hour today. I'm already one white claw deep. (laughs) (laughs) Hope that you are drinking too, because like, oh, happy hours are a thing now. Like people are like, this is not going to stop me from talking to my friends and having wine. You know, my husband just had a virtual happy hour with his company and they all work remotely from across the U.S. And I was like, why do you guys do this more often? Yeah, that's cute. It's so cute. I love it. I think that it's something we should do more often. Like when this ends, connect with people we're not close to, do a virtual happy hour or even people you're close to. Like sometimes because you're with the kids, you can't get together. And then people are always like, oh, I never see my girlfriends. This is another silver lining. This totally opened up our eyes to like everybody always complains about technology and like everybody's heads down in their phones. Like look at what came of this. I I am really impressed by a lot of the creativity that businesses and small businesses have come up with to meet the needs of their customers while still complying with the new things that are in place. And we should actually put a date on this episode because there's so much new information coming out and this is a very hot topic and it's a changing one. So today is actually my Apple um, phone tells me that it's Tuesday, March 24th. So it is indeed Tuesday. Yeah, um, we right in the midst of the coronavirus in the U.S. and like right, I think it's supposed to blow next week, like bad. So yeah. we'll see that this is going to be ongoing, this virtual stuff for at least a few more weeks where we really get to see how far they go. I mean, even like teachers are doing like virtual circle times with their class. I mean, granted, my kids have zero interest in anything virtual. Like they cannot connect, which kind of makes me happy because I can see that they're not into screen time as much. But they, mm-hmm. they're like, my son keeps saying, I just want to play with my toys. Uh-huh. I'm like, you go. You go, you play, you just go play with your trucks and do whatever makes your little heart happy. I don't want them to feel stressed or, you know, like I'm forcing them into virtual circle time. But I do appreciate that these teachers are like really trying to bring all of it to the kids' homes. Because it's, I mean, it's tough. Yeah, my daughter had a virtual dance class tonight, and it was pretty damn cute to watch. Um, That's adorable. Yeah. She was like, oh, my What? Did you join? No. No, but I watched her, and it was so (laughs) cute. Um, That TikTok, by the way, of that CRNA, Chrissy CRNA. Oh. I died. Oh, my God. I watched it 25 times at least. I and every time I'm hysterically laughing. It doesn't get old. I can't yeah. get over the fur she's wearing. I'm like, should I get myself a fur? Hell like, yes. Wing a stethoscope like that. How did she? Yeah. Creative. I reached out to her. I talked to her. I'm like, girl, like this was amazing. Did you? She's your <laughs> name, mom. 
she's not a mom, but she's like the funniest freaking person. I'm like, (laughs) she's like TikTok's easy, you know, all this stuff. Cause I've never used TikTok before. I've seen, I downloaded it because of her and I'm got sucked into a black TikTok hole for like 35 (laughs) It can get weird. It can get really weird. It is, but it was funny. And she told me, she's like, it's not hard at all. I'm like, I get that it's not hard, but like the creativity you possess to do that was mind blowing. And like the way she merged the music. When I, when I intimate my first COVID patient, I want there to be a shaky camera zoom in and like just to throw off my fur and just (laughs) make an entrance. Put your sunglasses on and say I'm back. (laughs) But you know what? That is exactly how I picture myself going back to the ICU. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's what it made me so happy. I'm like, yes. Yes, that is exactly what I plan to do. Yeah. Which I yeah. hope I never have. Like, I have no desire to go cross cover anything. Oh, we've talked about it. We've, I'm sure, discussed covering, you know, utilizing all us for all we're worth. And I mean, I'll do it. Yeah. That's, that's been part of um, my region's uh, contingency plans too is you know, like, are, are we going to go cover the ICU? Are we going to be in the, in the question is, are we going to work as advanced practice nurses or are we going to work as ICU bedside nurses? And so I think when I read the ANA put out a statement that said that we are allowed to do that, but you have to function as a RN. And that would be so freaking so hard. hard. I could, like, I can't do Oh, you could. That would totally be like riding a bike. But the one I saw, it was like. Yeah, but you have to, like, call. Like, oh, the patient needs, like, oh, they got, like, 0.2 of Dilaudid, and now they're still in pain. And now you got to call and get another 0.2 of Dilaudid. And I'm going to, like, rip my hair out. I think it's like a a, more of a protocol. But what we talked about is utilizing us as APPs and then. to like manage their care. Right. Or, yeah. and then if, um, if we need to use the ORs as critical care beds, then yeah, know, we would cover those. Yeah. But. I'm telling yeah. you like losing my income is a massive hit. I don't want anybody to think like this is shits and giggles for me. Do I have a side income? Yes, but it is not the same as an anesthesia income and losing it has been, tr- I mean, insane, super stressful. And however, I have realized that I'm totally fine losing that because I dodged, I told you my coronavirus swab came back negative today. I dodged that bullet once and to go and like expose myself as an independent contractor, like working for a hospital is one thing because that's, you know, you're employed by the hospital. You do what they say. Being an independent contractor now for me to like volunteer to go into that mess, I'm like, I'm good. I'll skip out on the income. Maybe I'm an a-hole for saying that, but I'm not. No, I don't be, think so. I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm just trying to be alive for my family, and I just keep focusing on the fact that they keep saying type A blood people are more like susceptible, and I'm like, mm, sorry, type A, I duck out. Sorry, I'm type A too. <laughs> I was like, and you guys, I've been sick for a week. I swear to you, when I lay down to go to sleep at night, I'm like, are my lungs filling with fluid? Is my chest getting tight? Like, can I take a deep breath? I mean, going batshit crazy. Here's what the trick is. They said that some of the physicians have come out, like, this is obviously not research, but like just, you know, whatever they call it, like anecdotal things. A lot of the physicians coming out of Italy and China are saying, if you can hold your breath for 15 seconds, you're totally fine. 
so the whole time I was waiting for my coronavirus uh, swab to come back, I must have held my breath for 15 seconds, like 15 times a day. I was like, okay, time for my test. I okay. don't know so that now, I would like, ride or die with that. Technique. No, I don't either. But it does make sense because like <laughs> it, they can't breathe. So if you can't hold your breath for 15 seconds, you're probably not doing so hard. I, so like being in my middle of my third trimester pregnancy, like I get short of breath at like baseline, like walking up a flight of stairs, skidding harder. So now I'm like, okay, is it the pregnancy or am I like getting Corona? And how do I, like, how am I going to make it through this? <laughs> I, I think pregnant women and, and children are very resistant to it. Um, They're not like, so... I've They're done just not getting as sick. So right. much research on this. And I'm basically, sure. there's been very, like, I mean, here's the thing we're making assumptions and statements based on tiny, small sample sizes of right. like 30 to 50 people. And right. so, I mean, there's no, like, I can't eat, you know, seafood or I can't eat like raw like lunch meat because of the risk of listeria but and all of those things and and that's based on such more exhaustive data than what we have and now we're making assumptions that well pregnant people should be fine and there's no vertical transmission and and that means that you're the if you get it as a pregnant person it's not going through the placenta into your baby because the placenta the amnite fluid the breast milk is all coming back negative but like we're just making assumptions on such small sample sizes because we have nothing else to go on. So that's been frustrating for me because I'm like, how do you know? You can't really say, mm. but the data and so far is showing that pregnant people have the same rates of getting it and outcomes as the general population. Right. So oh, we're really? not more susceptible to it, but we're not less susceptible to it either. It's the okay, same. Okay, well, that's good. At least you're not more susceptible. Well, with like SARS and H1N1 and MERS, they were more susceptible. And yeah. so pregnant people were like, they had, like, I, think, I think it was H1N1 or SARS. I can't remember which one now. That had a 25% prenatal mortality rate. Yeah, I, I remember something about that too. You know, I, I have to tell you, this whole week that I've been sitting here waiting for this stupid test to come back, I've been thinking to myself, like, I got swine flu and I survived it. There's not a shot in hell that I'm going to survive coronavirus too. Like, I'm not going to survive both of them. So I'm praying to God that I'm just negative because if this comes back positive, I'm going to die. <laughs> that was my rationale of thinking. And my husband's like, I don't think that's how it works. I think they're like mutually exclusive of one another. I'm like, yes, but the chances of you <laughs> too massive and like things like that. He's like, mm, no, you're, and it does start to drive you crazy. Like, because all you see all day long on the news, on TV, online, on Facebook, on anything is this, like I pray with well, the second I open social media, the first thing I see is not coronavirus. It is. It always is. It's going to be for a long time. Well, and there's no way to, I feel like there's no way to avoid it because it has affected every single aspect it of has. every single person's life. Yeah. And so like, it's not even like, oh, I'm just going to like run to Starbucks. It's like, oh, I like, I'll get myself a treat at Starbucks. I can't walk into Starbucks. They're all closed because no, we've closed all well, no, we've closed all of the bars and restaurants in Minnesota. So you can do the drive-through, but you can't yeah. walk into a Starbucks. Oh, no. Yeah, we've closed and every so, drive-through. Yeah. Open. And it's bumping. I drove by today. It's like full. 
Yeah. And I get it, but I'm just like, so like it changes like your rhythm, even if you like, you can't just do your normal things that you were going right. to do because every single aspect of your life has changed, which yeah. is a challenge for everybody. But I think we should end this on a positive note. Ellen, do you have one more thing to say? I just wanted to share. That's why I share those positive things coming out of like Italy and China now. And like all those other positive um, facts coming out that were actual like source backed um, the other day, the amount of people that thanked me for that, because we're all feeling the same way. Like the, the negativity is just like, we get it. It's bad. Like it's really freaking bad, but we cannot use one population to dictate the next population's, you know, demise because we're completely different than China. We are completely different than Italy. They have the oldest population second to Japan. They have 70% smokers. Like they greet each other by making out all the time. You know, our our lifestyle is very different. I don't, I feel like we are generally socially distanced and like people are just like keep their distance in the United States in general. Like we don't, we barely high five and shake hands, let alone like, you know, embrace like they do. So you can't use that to judge it. But that's why I shared that because there is positive news coming out of those places. You know, not everybody died. It, but all we hear about is death. So it's important to still remain positive, focus on the positive and like do what you can to maintain your normal routine. If you wake up in the morning and you shower and you go to work, wake up in the morning and shower and go into the kitchen or go wherever you're going. Like if you get dressed and then do your hair, get dressed and do your hair um, because otherwise you start to spiral and lose control of who you are as a human being. And that shouldn't be in line with this because we really can't control coronavirus or what's happening or what's, what the outcome is going to be. But the only thing you can control is your response to it. And I'm trying to just tell everyone close to me, like, just try to maintain normalcy. It's okay sometimes to get nervous, but don't like let yourself completely walk off the ledge, you know? Yeah. I wanted to share this with you guys because this really made me stop and get out of my head with like, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in this last week in my phone and, you know, obsessively obsessing over coronavirus. But so I read this today and it changed my perspective a little bit. So in 2030, a college kid in history class, we learned that the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 was really bad. What was it like? He asked his parents. Parents said, well, everything was shut down in an attempt to kill the virus, but not everyone followed the order to quarantine for 15 days. So it lasted longer than it was expected. Grocery stores were out of everything because people were hoarding as much as they could. We were scared of economic failure for our country and for ourselves because we couldn't work. Don't you remember it? You were eight, the college kid says. All I remember was the school closing and being homeschooled. I remember doing scavenger hunts in our yard, and I remember eating meals as a family for a change. I remember getting great sleep because I wasn't up late for homework or getting up early for school. I remember playing board games as a family, and I remember watching our pastor on our laptop. Honestly, it was the happiest time of my childhood. And just the moral of that is just not to lose perspective. Yes. Crystal, can you share that somewhere with us? I want to share that with people because that's that's true. Like kids are going to look back on this. If if you don't freak them out, they're not going to know the difference. My kids ask, like, why can't we go into Walmart? And I just say, they're cleaning. They're just cleaning the place. Because there's no in telling your kid, I understand that you don't want to lie to them, but you don't have to lie to them. And you don't have to tell them the entire terrifying truth that the adults can't even put up with. Like, just make it comfortable for them to live a normal child life. Let them be kids, you know? My daughter, um, she watches the news and she'll update me on Corona and then I have to change it to (laughs) something better. 
but so we started watching nailed it on netflix and have you guys watched that no that, i don't it's like it's like a baking show where they do a horrible job. Anyway, it was her idea to, she wanted to bake a cake that looked like a, her boot, her Ugg boot. So we did. And, and then we started this quarantine journal. It says quarantine for 2020. And she's just going to write something each day. So she wrote, we baked a boot cake. Um, That's so just, cute. Actually, you guys are going to look back on that one yeah. day. When she's, you know, 30 years old, she's going to be like, I remember that. We made that boot cake and it was That's terrible. That's adorable. I've been dating all the crafts that I'm doing with my kids. I'm trying to follow like their school themes at least, you know, I'm, I'm not like implementing school at home. I thought I was going to, but I gave that up within like 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> so I've been doing like, their themes and their crafts. I taught them about bugs today and then we went and found bugs and like did stuff outside. But um, I've been, you know, dating it and I'm thinking, well, I remember in 10 years when COVID was, because part of me was like, should I write like coronavirus quarantine craft on the back? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, maybe that's a little excessive. So one of the things we've done with our kids is, so we had to cancel a, a vacation and we, you know, at the last minute, like just pulled it and said, nope, not worth it. We're canceling. And so our four-year-old was very upset. He understood that we were supposed, what we were supposed to be doing and that it changed and that like all of the sudden everything in life seemed to be changing. And uh, mommy and daddy were suddenly really stressed out. And so we started like talking to him about just, well, there's a lot of sick people. And so we're doing this to stay safe and stay healthy. And then we've started doing, you know, like kind of making games out of hand washing in order to, you know, make it like fun and enjoyable. And it's like, you know, how, how long can you scrub and how much can you scrub and all of that. And uh, so we've talked to them, you know, our four-year-old at least a little bit about what we're doing and why. But um, for the most part, you know, we're just trying to let them be kids too. And, you know, they really aren't that inconvenienced by this. Because their their lives are just going on like normal according to them. <laughs> and that's just fine with us too. Yeah. yeah. I know we're all scared, but I, I really encourage those who are able to take this extra time. And I mean, how many times have we just, oh, I don't have enough time. There's not enough time in the day. Well, now there's just endless amount of time and do what you wanted to do inside your house and within quarantine bylaws but you know and away I mean. from six feet of yeah. other people <laughs> i did yeah i did see this uh one quote that or this one facebook meme that really like sums me up pretty well and it was essentially like you know i have been too busy to clean like deep truly deep clean my house for years and then this week I realized that wasn't the problem. <laughs> and exactly. It's, it's exactly. true. All these people who are like posting, like we're posting on like day one of like, oh, look, I cleaned my closet. No, look, I did all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, people, we got, we got a long haul to go here. Like just slow down, make it last. <laughs> my closets my aren't going to get clean. <laughs> So if there's one thing that I want our audience to get out of this is, you know, this is very traumatic. It's very stressful. It's very 
hard on all of us and it can be, it's isolating. It's intentionally isolating. And that's really hard for us as just people, especially if you're extroverted and you're out and about and you're used to go, go, go. This is very challenging. But Ellen, Crystal, and I have never met before. And we've formed this relationship on the internet and we put out this podcast to you every couple of weeks and we're going to start soon putting it out every week. And and we've been able to do this all virtually. And so there's ways you can connect with people virtually without really sacrificing the aspects that make those relationships matter, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Love it. So anyway, yeah, we just wanted to bring you guys this little extra bonus episode and just kind of share with you what we are feeling and what we're going through. And we know this is crazy and scary and we're scared and but we're trying to make the best of it and we want encourage you guys to do the same. So while you're at it, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, a five star would be amazing and we would really appreciate it. And then also you can catch us on Facebook at Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey Smart Mamas. And oh, and then we'll add those links for um, those free sources for healthcare workers for the next few months. So hopefully everybody can utilize those. Stay safe and stay healthy, mamas. Yeah, sending you guys a lot of love, a lot of hugs, a lot of prayers, and we'll get through this together. It's going to end. This too shall pass, right? This too shall pass. Yes. yes. All right. Talk Bye. to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.